My last section, and I'm going to probably make this pretty quick because I believe this uh, podcast is now over an hour long. It's right at uh, 58 minutes, so I'm going to uh, wrap this up pretty quickly here. Uh, but this last section, which is about monetary and fiscal policy, is really the topic du jour right now. And this is what is impacting real estate prices more than anything right now. Uh, and, and if you're even remotely involved in the financial world and the real estate market, you, you know this intuitively. What I want to do is give you some, some data points and share some resources with you uh, that I think you will find helpful. And by the way, um, I will be talking a lot more about this in future episodes. We're really just going to scratch the surface at a very high level here. But I, I want to talk about monetary and fiscal policy and sort of plant this seed for you so that if you're not following this stuff, this, 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 this economic data, you, you should start following. And, and, and the more you understand about how monetary and fiscal policy affect the real estate market, obviously, the better off you're going to be. So just in terms of quick primer here, and you can certainly look at this uh, on your own, but um, monetary policy uh, refers to uh, the, the activities by, by, the, by the central bank, i.e. the Federal Reserve Bank. Right. So when we talk about the federal funds uh, rate being hiked by 75 basis points today, that's monetary policy. Okay, And you probably have heard this, uh, especially in the last couple of years, since this monetary policy has been so front and center and every, every word of the Fed, like this afternoon, everybody was literally hanging on the edge of their seats waiting for Jerome Powell to come out and announce. Uh, and then they listened to his his interview, which I've actually got an, a, a clip really quick right in here for you to listen to from today's uh, press conference that he does after they announce what the Fed hike is going to be. Some people consider that that uh, that that Q and A that he does after the announcement to be even more important than the announcement itself because people glean um, um, things about where the where the direction of interest rates might be, and he he actually did reveal some things today that, that caught some people off guard, which we'll talk a little about briefly. But anyway, I want to share with you a couple of charts here. First of all, there is a federal funds target rate is what they actually call it, the federal funds target rate. But there's a, a chart of the Fed funds rate going back to 1970. Okay. Now, I wanted to share this with you because I think sometimes a long-term perspective helps you understand how unusual or unique the current period is. Okay, so look at the chart. This is the Fed funds rate going back to 1970. And you'll see on here what you may have heard about. If you're not old enough, you probably heard about it from your parents and grandparents about what happened in the late 70s when the when the last time we had an oil shock and the last time we had real inflation, right? It was in the late 70s. That's that's why people are so freaked out about inflation right now. It's been so long since we've had this level of inflation that there are several generations of people alive that never have seen it, right? And I'm talking about people in decision-making roles, mid even senior-level executives in some companies right now aren't old enough to even know what inflation is. They've never seen it. They've never experienced it real, in real time. That's why people are kind of freaking out about inflation here. At first, they thought it was transitory, but the fact that it's gone on for two years is why it's become such a big deal. And this chart clearly shows, gives you a sense of what happened. 
Okay, you probably heard about this guy, Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker, who was the head of the, the Fed back then. He was the Jerome Powell back in the early 80s when Carter was there. You see that spike in interest rates starting around 1977 from around 4 4.5% all the way up to 18.5%? That's Paul Volcker. That's what Paul Volcker and the Fed back then did. That's what they had to do to break inflation. That's how extreme they had to get by raising interest rates because interest rates slow down economic activity. And when you raise the price of money, which is what interest rates are, you slow down demand for everything. In, in recent years, you've probably heard the term demand destruction. That's what they're talking about. The Fed raises interest rates to destruct or destroy demand. Okay, And they're, 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 that's exactly what they're trying to do right now. They are trying to – nobody's going to use the word destroy demand at the Fed – they want to, they'll talk about curbing demand, but what they're really trying to do is get people to spend less. And one of the challenges they're having is that there's so much wealth in the United States, particularly at the upper end, and I'm talking about financial wealth and, and home equity wealth, that they can raise, they could probably double, they probably raise the rate to 10%, and it, pro it, it probably wouldn't slow down people's travel to Europe and buying homes. I mean, that's that's kind of the, that's a whole other story we'll talk about one of these days. But but this is what's happening right now. This is the topic du jour. This is the main event. This is the this is what you want to be paying attention to right now in terms of understanding what's going to happen to to uh, to the housing market. And and as you can see at the end of this chart, uh, this I actually took this just charts just a few few hours old. I believe I got it from Barron's. So we just had another 75 basis point increase. And you can see that basically from 2008 uh, through 2016, interest rates were at virtually zero. The Fed funds was at virtually zero. Then we had this rise as the, as the economy and the stock and the housing market and everything else was really taking off um, leading up to just before the pandemic, right? And, and by the way, you can see what happened during the global financial crisis, which was 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. They brought, interest rates were taken down to zero, basically to salvage the economy, to keep the economy and the financial system from imploding, which is about what was, that's almost what happened during the global financial crisis. So the, the monetary policy is extremely important. It's what the Federal Reserve uses basically to save the economy. They, they literally, it's like their dials. It's like the, the you know, the, the wizard from Oz behind the curtain. They're, they're the wizard of Oz. And with these dials that they have, which basically are monetary policy um, and also their, their balance sheet, that's, that's going to be another topic for another time. But, but part of that balance sheet, what they call quantitative tightening, is also having a major impact literally as we speak. They just started quantitative tightening a couple of weeks ago. This is going to have a major impact on interest rates and on the housing market. Okay. But anyway, this is really critical stuff here. So uh, you can see a long-term chart. I, 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 I included here a chart of housing, median, the median sales price of houses going back to 1970 as well. So you can see kind of the cause and effect there of this long-term decline in interest rates from the 70s uh, versus the price of homes going up 
since the 70s. And you can see the median sale price there. That's the St. Louis Fed. Um, and I'll be I'll be sharing these links to all these. These are just the things that I that I follow that I tap into. Then the next chart is is more recent, right? So this is going back to 2005. So what I wanted to do here is show a close up. It's the same chart as above, but it's a it's a, a, a compressed period of time, right? You've got the 2005 to 2007 2008 spike in rates from just above two up to five and a half. That's a 300 basis points increase. Boom, the global financial crisis hits. The financial system around the world is a day, literally like one day away from imploding. Um, you get all these brokerage firms like Merrill Lynch, Lehman Brothers go to, goes out of business. Merrill Lynch is forced to merge with Bank of America. You know, it, it was almost, we were literally a day away from a, a complete financial meltdown in the United States. Federal Reserve steps in and basically takes rates to zero in an extremely short period of time. And you can see the charts right there, right? And that's basically what stabilized the financial systems, right? I mean, it's just scary stuff, but this is what happened during the global financial crisis. Everything went into the tank. That's when you could have, would have, should have bought all the real estate you could have buy. That's when you bet the farm is when you have those kind of black swan events. That's when people talk about you bet the farm, you know, literally back up the truck. That's when you bet the farm on, on stocks, cat, uh, real estate and everything else. Then notice how long interest rates stayed at zero until 2016, effectively, you know, literally at 25 basis points, right? And then the economy started really picking up steam. They started raising rates to curb, to slow things down. And then boom, pandemic hits in 2019, 2020. Everything comes to a grinding halt. Again, the financial system is on the verge of imploding. Fed steps in, takes rates back down to zero. And we've been there since the pandemic. That last part of the chart is why people are freaking out right now. And th that spike in rates over the last six months from 25 basis points up to 400 to 4%, 400 basis points, that is the largest percentage change, the percentage increase in rates ever on record. Not absolute, but percentage change. And that's why a lot of people are freaking out right now. It's this, this is what I meant earlier by volatility. The pace and the magnitude, the, the rate of change and the magnitude of change over the last six months in interest rates are nothing short of breathtaking. And, and people are literally holding their breath, wondering what's going to happen. You, you probably have heard people say in the last few months, the Fed's going to keep raising interest rates until something breaks. You hear that a lot in the financial news. What they're, talk, what they're talking about is, is the financial markets going to cr crash? Is the stock market going to crash? That would be something breaking. Um, is the housing market going to crash? That would be something breaking. Um, in London, just a couple of weeks ago, something broke. Now, it wasn't related to our interest rates exactly. It had to do more with their fiscal policy that was announced, specifically some tax cuts combined with some spending uh, that the new administration in, in London um, announced, which is why she only lasted, what, three or four weeks. Uh, 
their Fed, their, their central bank, the Bank of England, had to step in and literally drop interest. Well, they had to go in and start buying the bond, the, the British gilts, which are their, their, their treasury bonds, to keep this financial system from imploding. Again, we were on the verge of a meltdown in the London bond market just a couple of weeks ago. Okay? So when people talk about something breaking, they're talking about a catastrophic event. And so this, this rise in rates right here is what has a lot of Wall Street professionals on pins and needles right now. And so what you saw today, the end of the, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, that reversal in the stock market going from up 300 points to down 500 points, that's, that's a big swing. Even at these levels, 800 to 900 point swing in the market uh, in two hours is a pretty dramatic swing. It's, but basically, it speaks to just how uncertain everything is and how volatile everything is. So I'll leave you with um, this little snippet from, uh, from what Jerome Powell had to say this afternoon. And, and the quote is right here. I got this from, uh, I think this might be a CNBC video, uh, <clears throat> another must-have. They have a, a subscription service called CNBC Pro. If you're not a subscriber, Go ahead and do it. It's like 20 bucks, 29 bucks a month, something like that, w worth its weight in gold. So uh, the access you get to their videos and their articles, uh, they, they have some great coverage. I talked about Diana Olick, who covers real estate for CNBC a while ago. She is one of the best. And, uh, and, and they have a bunch of videos from today's uh, press conference. But this one, which is just a couple minutes long, take a listen to what he has to say. This is his opening two or three minutes uh, when he when he came out to to take questions, basically here's the punchline. This is a this is Jerome Powell this afternoon. We have both the tools we need and the resolve to bring back price stability. That's all you need to know. Okay. In other words, they're serious about bringing inflation down, and they will do whatever it takes, in me, even if it means raising interest rates more and keeping them high for longer. Higher for longer is another term you may be hearing recently. Okay, um, About a month ago, at the last press conference that he did, the last time I believe they had a Fed uh, meeting, he said something you may have heard because it got a lot of press. He said, um, we're, we're gonna, Americans are gonna probably be experiencing some pain in the not too distant future. He actually said that, and I quote: I posted something I think on on Facebook. I, you know, when you hear the the chairman of the Federal Reserve Board say Americans are going to face pain in the next six to twelve months, you should believe him. You should believe him, okay? And when he says we have both the tools we need and the resolve to bring back price stability, you should believe him, because these guys are not playing around. Uh, they they have the, the, their mandate is to is to you know keep inflation down. It's the so-called dual mandate to keep inflation down. And their goal, by the way, is two percent inflation, which is a lot lower than where we are right now. Um, and and to keep uh, the, the economy at full employment. Right? Those those the dual mandates: low inflation, keep inflation in check, keep people employed. All right. And so they are going to do whatever it takes. To, to try to achieve those two outcomes, all right? Um, again, I'm out of time, but if you want the other 
huge driver uh, of, of economic activity and therefore real estate activity is fiscal policy, which refers to the taxing and spending policy that Congress does, that the federal government does. Okay, There's a really, really interesting chart here that talks about the different um, components of fiscal policy and their effect on GDP growth going back through the pandemic. Sp spend some time on this chart. Click on the link. Um, this came out of the Brookings Institution, uh, the Brookings Institute, another fantastic uh, resource. Click on that. Spend some time with that if you are interested in learning what fiscal policy is and the importance of fiscal policy. Spend some time with that. Okay, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm at an hour and 15 minutes. I apologize for going so long. Um, if you catch this podcast um, in its current form, you're going to hear this long audio in its entirety. I'm going to go back and re-record this in sections so it's a little more consumable. But uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found this helpful. Uh, you could probably tell I get excited about this stuff. I love this stuff. This is like I live, breathe, and eat this stuff I have for 35 years. Uh, since I learned what a PE ratio was when I was in college. And uh, I love it. And I love connecting the dots. And I love sharing this kind of information. So hopefully you found it helpful. Please send me some feedback. Um, I know this is way too long. But um, I, I, I wanted to get this out for you tonight, uh, especially given what happened this afternoon. I wish you the best. And I look forward to seeing you on, on another episode of the Atlanta Real Estate Report. This is Steve Sines, your ATL Sherpa.